Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Coast to Coast Combat Hour, brought to you by AllAccessMMA.com. I'm your host, Matthew Hawkins, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ed Carbajal. This week, we have the pleasure of joining back to the show, John Brumley, MMA fighter at a Team Quest Temecula. John, what's up, brother? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Good, man. I I know you're about to do a training session and coaching session, so we got you kind of on the run. I'm glad you're making time to talk to us. (laughs) No, I I appreciate it. You know, Sam, when Sam Alvey was coaching us, he always said any any opportunity you guys get for any kind of interview, never say no. Uh, I never say no to any time, anywhere. Like, I, I love getting out there talking to you guys, getting on podcasts. It's it's good as a fighter for growth. It's cool to be able to kind of go out there and share your own, a little bit of your own story. So I'm always grateful when you guys have me on. Well, we definitely enjoy your time. So the last time we spoke to you, you had uh, you had a fight scheduled and you suffered mm-hmm. uh, a pretty a pretty brutal uh, ankle leg injury. Um yeah. Since then, uh, I guess that's healed up, and the good news is you've got a you got a fight on the on March eighteenth uh, uh, for Hendo Fight Night. Uh, what? How, how is everything going with the recovery, and and what do you got? What, you know, where are we at with this fight? Yeah, no, I'm super excited to finally be back in the camp and get a fight going again. Uh, it was a crazy injury that happened. It was something that was super simple. I was literally defending a takedown against the cage, and then. I went up, got put down, and my ankle went the wrong way, and I uh, suffered a hypersupination. So ankle popped out, popped back in, dealt with some uh, ligament issues for a little bit, but I was on my PT, on my recovery. I made sure to be on every bit of session in terms of, like, uh, my upkeep on it, my recovery, icing. Like, I did everything possible to make sure I could come back 100% healthy to go. I'm super proud of the progress I made on it. I'm I'm back in the gym going 100%, if not 110% more than I used to be, so – I'm super excited. I'm uh, booked to fight March 18th uh, here in Temecula again for Hendo Fight Night. I'm going to be the co-main event. Uh, I'm super, super excited. It's a nice fight I got offered. I'm fighting, uh, I believe he's 2-0. Uh, his name's Cody Warner. Uh, he's out of uh, one legacy training over, I think it's Encinitas. Uh, I actually fought one of his teammates, I think it was four years ago for Epic in the main event on a day notice. So I think because I lost that fight, they think they have an easy little advantage over me. But the difference is I'm a completely different fighter than I was four years ago. Also, I fought that guy on a day notice and still gave him some smoke. So I'm excited to see how I do in a full camp. Uh, I've gotten bigger. I've gotten stronger. I've gotten faster. I think this is going to be probably the best anyone's going to see me in the cage right now. I'm super, super excited. You, do you think there's any uh, on their end? Do you think there's any like um, uh, overestimating their their how they'll do that night just because of, you know, your time away? Oh, and yeah. The injury and stuff? Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, the biggest thing I think people think about when they see my record is they look at my record and see, you know, I'm four and four right now. They look at my losses, but they don't pay attention to who I fought. Um, the thing about amateur, like I said, the last time I was on your show is it's all about experience. You should be taking the tough fight. You should be fighting the, the tough guys. It's only going to make you better and more prepared when you go pro. If you try and pad your record or kind of yeah. take a bit more of a stepping stone approach, you know, that might do well for your confidence and your ego. That's that's cool. But how is that going to fare in terms of when it's time to step up to the plate in the big leagues and you got a guy that can defend takedowns, that can box, that has jujitsu, that's better than you in, you know, an aspect of your game that you didn't know about. Uh, it's, it's, I'm truly grateful that I've had kind of the rougher road. It's, it's made me into a very dangerous guy to deal with. Um, when I fought his teammate, you know, I showed up to Epic 
and my guy didn't sh uh, show up and his guy didn't show up. So we were both up no opponent. And I think I went from like the second prelim to the main event quick. And it was just on a simple day notice. But I was there. I made weight. I was ready to go. I wasn't going to go home without at least getting my feet wet. So, you know, I went out there. I broke my hand in the second round of that fight. And throughout that scramble, we ended up on the ground. He got me in a Kimura. So he ended up subbing me. I know this guy is a purple belt in jujitsu. I don't know how long he's had his purple belt for uh, from any little bit of research I've done. Uh, it looks like he got it kind of quick. You know, he was about a white belt for a year, got his blue belt. Looks like he was a blue belt for a year, got his purple belt. Mm. And that's all That's all well and good. I kind of like that. I kind of think he thinks he's going to have a little bit of a higher advantage. You know, I am a white belt, but I'm an MMA white belt. You know, I've, I've been training for years and years and years now. I'm just not in the gi. Uh, and all my wins are by subs. So if, if he wants to go to the ground, I'm 100% with it. Um, I've been drilling a lot in terms of being in bad positions, uh, being in places you don't want to be, and just grinding out of there. So I feel like there's not much he'll have to throw at me. The guys he's fought aren't that as experienced as me. You know, they're uh, they're still kind of getting his feet their feet wet in the sport. I know he's uh, 28, so he's older than me for sure. But in terms of, you know, output and experience, I, I'm happy I hold that advantage over him. You know, I've been in the cage many times now against super tough dudes. I don't think there's much this guy can throw at me that I haven't seen before. Uh, I just plan on going out there and showing my power again like I did in my last fight. I'm hitting way harder than normal. I'm mm. stronger than I've ever been. I truly feel like I'm starting to fill into my 170 frame uh, even when I become professional. I'm super excited. He uh, has a karate base, so he throws a lot of wild stuff. But again, I've done my homework. I've made sure I've, I've studied diligently on – techniques to do what not to do mapping out my game plan so i'm i'm i, I could talk about this fight all day I'm, I'm just super excited to finally be back in there uh getting a fight has been pretty hard since i got hurt you know obviously getting hurt uh in september i lost that fight but in the meantime when i came back to healthy uh in february i was booked to fight for wfc that never happened because my guy ended up pulling out to fight somebody else i don't know why he even agreed to fight me and then for this card uh, as well, I had three different opponents tell me no, um, and it was just super disheartening. I, I got a little discouraged for a bit because I was finally back in training, and I'm, I'm finally feeling better again, but no fight. So mm. it feels good to where I can firmly finally say I have a fight. Uh, I'm really grateful to Cody for even you know accepting the fight. I have a lot of experience over him. But the cool part is he's surging right now. You know, he's 2-0. He's coming off two first-round finishes, uh, both by sub. So I think there's a lot of hype behind him, and I'm excited mm. to derail that. You know, I've said it once before. I'm kind of like a veteran amateur, so mm. they can keep throwing all these up-and-coming green guys at me. I'm going to keep showing why, you know, I've been here. I'm, I'm going to stay here. There's no one that's going to take away what I need to get. So I'm super excited. Yeah, man, you should be. The, uh, the thing about it, it's a blessing in disguise, though, when you lose a fight. Especially, you mm -hmm. know, like you're coming back off the injury and you've already stabilized. You said everything's good to go. But it kind of gives you an extra time to almost underline the fact that, you know, help you be more ready than you already are. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm super excited. And, you know, it was definitely a, a hard road back. I'm not going to sugarcoat it and say, oh, you know, I was injured and I took the time. It was definitely a mental and physical battle the entire time because this was an injury I truly thought I – Walking into the gym, I bet you he clicked under their Wi-Fi. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm so. There Hold you on. go. Can you... There we yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> just, just hopped in the gym. That's um, all right. Yeah. No. It was. It was definitely a. 
more mental than it was physical, you know, getting back into, I guess, spirits to get back into a fight. Um, it was hard. You know, I had to watch all my teammates get fights and I had to watch the sport progress without me. You know, I kind of just had to sit back on the sidelines. I had to watch guys get opportunities. I know they didn't deserve all because I was out. So I'm, I'm really, really excited to come back. The ankle is good to go. Uh, I've been having absolutely zero problems with it. I, I, I truly don't see why uh, I would have any worry about it. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm 100% healthy with it. That's for sure. One of the uh, things we talked about last time was your height and, and how that was such an advantage at 170. Is this fight going to mm -hmm. be at 170 pounds? Yes. Yeah, it's going to be at 170. Um, I was t I was flirting with the idea of moving up to 185, uh, mainly because it was so hard to find opponents at 170. Mm. Funny enough, there was an epic card on the 18th. Uh, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna name any names. Uh, I'll, I'll keep it respectful. Um, but there was a there was a middleweight that his opponent pulled out. He got hurt or something happened, and they needed a Huckleberry. And I I called the matchmaker literally that night. I I called him. I texted him like, hey. I heard he doesn't have a fight. I know he doesn't have an opponent. I'm ready to go right here, right now. I'll make 180, 185, whatever this guy wants. I was, I was more than ready. Uh, I called out of work, like I, I was fighting that week. I was set to go. Uh, and they told me, oh, the fight doesn't make sense for him right now. They don't really want this matchup. Also, he's, he's hurt. And I heard he's hurt. So I'm like, oh, that's unfortunate. You know, I, I hope he gets better. But then again, he, this individual, again, I'm, I'm not going to name names. He's fighting on my card, so uh, he's he's on my prelims. So it's a little weird to me, you know. I get it. I get guys don't want to take tough, you know, hard fights. I understand, but again, an amateur, you should be taking any fight you could get. I kind of thought he'd step up to the plate. You know, I'm a small guy moving up a weight class on a week's notice, up 15 pounds. I have everything to lose. So I was kind of shocked he didn't want to do the man dance with me, as Sean Strickland says. But, mm -hmm. no, it's, it's going to be at 170. Um, I've definitely gotten bigger and leaner in my time away. You know, I, I, just because I got hurt, I, I feel like a lot of people assume, like, oh, he hasn't been trained or, or working just as hard. I've been – I buried myself in this gym and in training since I got hurt. Um, there is – if there's one thing that I will never let anything be taken away from me – it's it's my drive to to want to be better and to want to train. So even though I was hurt, I, I worked a lot of boxing. I worked a lot of movement. I was pushing the weights. Uh, I mean, I'm about 185 pounds right now. That's what I woke up at, and I'm already starting to show abs. So I've definitely gotten bigger in terms of filling into 170. I'm excited to see how I'm going to look on the scale uh, come time to weigh in. I truly think I'm going to have a good home here at 170 because once I get into day before weigh-ins, I can start really you know. Uh, testing the waters with proper weight cuts instead of dieting down and then cutting the night before. So mm. I'm uh, I'm excited. 170s have been a good home for me. I've had a lot of fun fights. Uh, all of my fights have been in that weight class. So, you know, I'm hoping if I can put this win together, that will put two in a row for me. Um, I'm looking to probably try and step up to the plate for a state title. The champion of my division is 4-0. He's still pretty green. You know, I don't think he's fought the cream of the crop and that's okay i'm not calling myself special but i don't think he's fought guys that can present a super tough test that have been in there that have more experience so after uh this fight i'd like to throw my name in the hat for that so hopefully that can get going i'm, I'm looking at maybe two to three more amateur fights and then pro by this year so it's it's time to get it going i'm 25 on saturday so yeah, all right is ticking. <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> 
Well, happy birthday before your birthday. Thank but you. uh, the uh, uh, where can folks like like if we want to see this fight or, or like is, are they going to post it anywhere? Is it stream anywhere? Yeah, yeah, it's going to be streamed. It'll be streamed on tkotix.com, uh, TKO and then TIX. So uh, we're going to have a full streaming service. It's going to be live fights. Uh, our matchmaker and our you know just our our general head of uh, organizing this event, Matt Padilla, has been absolutely just nose to the grindstone this is going to be one of the most professional looking amateur fights we've ever had i mean the production value's gone up uh it's it's obvious that we're really trying to make this show almost as big as epic or spar star you know it's it's going to be awesome the fact that temecula finally has a surging and growing local mma show it's awesome for us it's awesome for the community uh it's awesome for guys like me who are, are in kind of a you know people know temecula but we're not known for fights we're known for wine so it's going to be nice to get some, uh, you know, other faces kind of getting an idea of what we're doing down here. So, If anybody's listening that's local, too, tickets are available uh, through hendosports.com. Uh, I yes, checked sir. that out last week, and there was uh, still tickets available at, at most of the price ranges. Um, I mean, it sounds like you're ready to go. It sounds like you're fired up and uh, and, and, and – I mean, it just sounds like you're there mentally. I know last time we talked to you, even after your injury, you were still dialed in, but it really yeah. seems like you're in a good place right now. I'm, I'm pretty excited. You know, I have to enjoy this journey. That's the biggest thing my coaches keep telling me. Uh, this is a mental battle. This, this sport is, as much as it is physical, it truly is mental. I've, I've been here before. I've truly had hard balls thrown at me my entire career. Uh, I have not gotten an inch of easy in terms of my my road to where I want to go. And I'm very grateful for that. I think it's put a true, pure form of grit and determination in me that I don't think anyone can beat me. Um, I'm truly willing to go in there and give whatever it takes. Uh, blood, bone, you name it. I, whatever it takes to win or put on a good fight for fans, I'm willing to give that. Uh, there, There's not one thing that I hate about this. I mean, the... The journey leading up to getting a fight, fight camp, the weight cut, the weight, the fight week. I mean, it's it's all it's all like a movie every time. It just doesn't feel real. And being locked inside of there is where I can truly get out of here. I'm a big mental guy in terms of like I'm always in my own head. And every time I'm in there and that door locks, it's just this beautiful white noise of nothing. It's it's nothing. I just go into autopilot and I do my thing. And it's it's you know, it either lasts a full three or it lasts one round, but it's, it's that, a it's that adrenaline high that I'm always chasing that endorphin release that I, I so crave. So I'm just thankful I'm getting in there. I'm, I'm happy. I have an opponent. I'm happy. I'm fighting back at home. Uh, I, I just want to do the damn thing there. If I could fight tomorrow, I would be, I'd, I'd get in the sauna right now and weigh in. I'm, I'm ready to go. I'm super excited. Yeah. It sounds like it for sure. But so one thing I want to ask you, I mean, cause you said you're about, you're, I mean, you're about to coach a class. Do you find that like like in the time that you you've done coaching and teaching and stuff like that, it helps you refine your own your own style for your own fights? Like like does it help you evolve in retrospect? Like you look back because I know it's happening for me as I teach classes here in Jiu Jitsu. I'm like, wow, that's something that I I didn't really keep in mind, and now I can put it in practice when I go live. So are you finding are you finding that's the case for yourself as you as you uh, coach and train for your own career? Funny enough, yeah, I, I love coaching. You know, I know I'm only an amateur and I'm still young in the game, but being able to give back where I can means a lot. Me and uh, Mason, you know, we coach a lot of the kids here. Uh, mm -hmm. We coach the kids' class and we coach our intro to MMA class, which are teenagers. And that class has been growing like crazy. 
it's it's awesome being able to go in there and see these kids eyes light up when we show them something cool they they're in love with this stuff i mean they they literally can't get enough of it they're always asking us questions asking when they can do this or do this and this and to be able to show them something and then they apply it in a live go within mm. a day or two of learning it it's such a rewarding experience and then being able to go in and coach the adult classes you know uh having Tarek ask me to fill in to coach these muay thai classes uh it's it's super cool um being able to like you know i've always just kind of been a lingering face you know i'm, I'm one of the guys here at the gym but it's been very rare where i've been able to kind of be like on the spotlight i guess and the nice part is you know when i am able to teach it shows people i know a lot more than than i look you know i actually got some knowledge up there myself so it's really cool because i get to show techniques that work for me and then i see how it works for other people but then on top of that, I can kind of structure the class in even still like a training session. You know, we can we can do drills, we can go live, and it's only going to be beneficial for me, even if I'm just holding pads for somebody. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's super cool. I've been loving it. I definitely want to take more of a coaching role as I grow. You know, uh, once I'm 100% pro, uh, you know, me and Jeff Creighton over here, we want to make sure we're we're uh, co-headline or co-captaining uh, this amateur team. We have an amateur team tryout March 11th, so. I'm pretty excited mm. for that. Uh, we get to see a, a new crop of faces in here that think they want to fight. So I'm excited to see how that goes. We, we plan on making them cry. So I'm super mm. excited. For people listening, when you say Tarek, that's Tarek Safadine, former Strike Force world champion. And uh, mm -hmm. one of the guys that, you know, when I've been around that gym in my time there, they uh, the guys that I've talked to you and Mason and stuff, he's been explained to me as like the most talented guy that, they say they that many of you guys have ever seen as far as just overall MMA skills. So, I mean, I think that's just an example of the coaching that, that you have down there uh, with team quest and, and at yeah. Endo's, uh, fitness center. You mentioned Jeff Creighton real quick. Uh, mm -hmm. Shout out to him. I see he's got a big yeah. fight with Joey Davis coming up at oh, Bellacore yeah. 293. So, uh, so tap we... him on the shoulder and then get, get him on the show yeah. uh, uh, before the end of, uh, before the oh, end yeah. of March. But no, uh, I'm about to, I'm about to see him today and make sure uh, I give you his number. Uh, no, we're, we're super excited for Jeff. This is a really big fight for our gym. This is a really big showing for one of our top guys in the room. Uh, Jeff deserves this. Jeff is is this close to touching the UFC canvas. It's not even funny. Uh, we got some big things cooking here for a bunch of our guys. Uh, Mason's got news that'll happen soon. Same with Trevor. Uh, we uh, we got some big things cooking here. Uh, and this fight for Jeff is just the the fireworks to start it off. Uh, we're we're super excited. We think it's a really cool fight for him. It's a fight that makes sense. It's a fight people want to see. All the pressure we think is honestly on Joey Davis. You know he's been on a, like a two year hiatus. Jeff's been in the room. He's been training. He's been fighting. Uh, he's been fighting big dudes in his way up to 170, and he is filling in nicely to that weight class. He is a true and through welterweight, uh, and I'm. I feel like this is going to be like his, uh, almost like his big welcoming into 170. He takes out Joey Davis at Bellator. That just sets up so many doors for him. Mm -hmm. We're we're super excited. No, it's you know, a huge fight for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah. Uh hundred percent. I mean, the, the funny thing you mentioned uh, you, that you have the intro to MMA class at your gym and, and it's teenagers and how it's how it's been growing. When you see that, like, how do you, especially yourself, because I mean, you're 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 like young and, and, and coming in, you're, you're the next generation yeah. coming into the sport and that's the generation behind you. So when you see that, like, how does that make you feel looking at the sport like the like where do you gauge the sports growth from your point? Of view? I. 
I hope when they start popping off and going crazy in the sport, I'm retired. That's all I can say. <laughs> um, it's it's honestly insane the 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 level that some of these kids are showing at such a young age. You know, I started training at 14 years old, and I'm I'm 25. I I think I'm okay. I don't even think I'm that good yet. But some of the kids that are in here, their their levels above where I was at, where Mason was at, is that age. We have two kids here in particular named Omar and uh, Khalid Riyad. Uh, they're from uh, they're from Iraq. Uh, these two kids are from Iraq. They moved here a few years back, um, and these two kids are just absolute workhorses. Omar is 18 years old, and we finally got his MMA debut, and he's one zero right now. I call him our uh, Middle Eastern Khabib. This, I mean, the, the things this kid's doing in the training room, he applies in the cage immediately. He goes in there, he picks him up, puts him down, subs him. Uh, his younger brother, only 14 years old, he's given problems to our smaller guys in the training room, uh, most of our flyweights and bantamweights. Like, these kids that are this good at such a young age, it's going to be insane to see what the next crop of true UFC and top-tier talent is going to be when my mm -hmm. time is done. Um, it's insane because kids are training younger and younger and yeah. younger and younger. And it's, it's, it's kind of scary. Like it's, it's, it's awesome to see, but at the same time, you know, 10 years from now when I'm in, hopefully, uh, in the, in the tail end of my career and I'm the old vet looking for a, a fight to end it, I could get offered one of these up and coming young killers who were arm bar and blue belts and, and wrestling, uh, high school level kids when they were, you know, when they barely had their driver's license. So. It's insane. It's super yeah. cool to watch. It's it's super the, the game right now, you know, old UFC is phasing out and I I, I don't want to say that in a disrespectful way. The the generation that we all loved and grew up on, you know, the mm -hmm. Shogun Hendo era, the Rampage era, um, you know, when Connor fought Chad, the Aldo era, it's almost yeah. gone. Um, yeah. and it's just an overflow of new faces and new talent and it's faster. It's way faster. The techniques are way cleaner. The disciplines are way more versed. And the people that are coming in have way more training experience. Look at uh, that that uh, Muhammad Makayev kid. I think he's 21. Yeah. Uh, Raul Rosas. I mean, that's insane. The fact that there's an 18-year-old in the UFC, and I'm still an amateur. I got to get my shit going, you know? Like, it's it's <laughs> yeah. crazy. It's insane. So it's I'm super excited to see where this sport's going to go in these next coming years. Uh, the fact that the UFC just had its 30th anniversary is still crazy. The fact that it's only been 30 years, and it's it feels like it's been 100. So. Mm -hmm. You mentioned you're the co-main event. Are there? Do you have any teammates on the card that you're that you're able to train with and, and prepare for this event? Oh yeah, uh, we actually. It's been kind of nice. Our entire uh, camp right now is basically we're all in camp. All of us have something going on. Uh, we got Jeff for Bellator. I got a couple of our guys fighting for Up Next in LA. Um, a bunch of us have Amy fights coming up. Uh, my in terms of on the card, uh, the main event was supposed to be John Tabarez versus Kyle Stodgill. I've trained with Kyle, uh, super good guy. John Tabarez is a local welterweight. Uh, he's, you know, in Marietta. I, I've agreed to fight him many times. I'm kind of shocked we're still not fighting. I'm here whenever he's ready. Um, but Kyle got hurt. That's unfortunate. I hope he, you know, heals up quick. He had a bit of a knee injury. But in steps in my teammate and training partner, Angel Elizondo, who uh, I coach and corner. He's three and one, all finishes. He's got nasty power in his hands. He's got great jujitsu. And this main event is actually a bit more filling because he's a former training partner of John Tabarez over at Fight Syndicate. So it's it adds a little drama flair to this fight. It's it's pretty cool. It's got a good backstory. Uh, on the prelims, I have my teammates R.J. White, Quentin Shaddle, uh, and then who I just mentioned, Omar Riyadh, my little prodigy. Uh, he's on that same car with me mm -hmm. as well. So 
it's super cool being in camp with all the guys I'm coaching and training with because it's one big energy. There's not mm. one person that's sitting out of around. There's not one person trying to take it easy. It's we're in go mode and it's just been nothing but insane pro practices for weeks now. Uh, the sparrings we're having are insane. Uh, I go to pro practice every day with these guys and I, I just can't wait to see what I do in the cage, what all of us do in the cage. It has been such an electrifying feeling in this gym, having all of us getting ready for fights. So I feel like Team Quest is really about to show the world something this year. I think our team's about to really bounce back in terms of putting our name out there on the map. We've yeah. always been a feared and respected team, but you know it's time uh, for the new crop of Team Quest guys to to put our name back out there to kind of get some uh, some oomph behind our hype train. So I'm pretty excited. It's like you got to remind folks of there's folks that only that never even heard of Team Quest. You know, like the newer yeah. fan base anyway. You know, like Team Quest has been around a long time, but. You yeah, know, everybody makes makes you know talks about AKA and John Winklejohn and all that stuff. So it, it would be good for a, a a new generation to coming out of that gym to kind of like bring back the. To, I, I feel like I haven't heard Team Quest like I used to back in the day. So uh, you're definitely one of the guys that I could see bringing bringing a, a a lot of eyeballs to himself and to the gym. So Thank one you. Thing, I appreciate that. One one thing that impressed me about you the last time we had you on was um your your attention. Your attention to detail on the sport, as far as like when we were doing the picks for uh, the UFC, I mean, there's one coming up too. But like, like how do you how do you study the sport so much and at the same time just kind of like not lose focus on your own? Especially now you're in camp. Like, yeah, does one distract you from the other? Do you have to kind of like like put the blinders on when when you're in camp? You know. I'm weird. I like to call it a healthy balance. My nickname mm -hmm. in the gym is John Helwani. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, I truly love MMA. I, I've never found a sport that I'm more obsessed with. So if I'm going to be obsessed, I might as well be obsessed. Mm -hmm. I watch pretty much every UFC card. I'm up to date on things happening. Uh, I, I, eat, I eat, sleep, and breathe MMA. Uh, so usually when something gets announced, I know it. Uh, I'm always on the hunt looking for things. But also, you know, I, I like being prepared. I like knowing who these people are. I like knowing who's fighting, you know, in my local bracket. This is a very, very small world, man. MMA is a tiny, tiny pond, and it's nothing but great whites. So you're bound to bump into somebody sooner or later. Uh, you can ask any of my teammates. When they give me the name of the guy they're fighting, I've got his last five fights pulled up on my phone. I've got his favorite color. I've got all of it. Um, I'm, I truly believe in being prepared to go in there. This is war. Uh, know thy enemy. That's that's my biggest mm -hmm. thing about it. So it's not that I kind of do a lot of research for myself. I do a lot of research just because you never know. You know, when I was in Denver Corner in Mason, there were five faces I saw. Right, I'm like, I know who all you are, and it's uh, it's cool because these are guys out of my weight class, in my weight class. That you know, it could be a formal introduction now. Hey, how you doing? But a year or two down the road, they could be this close to me in tomorrow's fight day. So I, I like being prepared. I like staying up to date on my uh. It's like my Fox News, you know. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I, every day, like every day, I'll, I'll always eat, leave, and uh, eat, sleep, and breathe MMA. So it's, it's my just obsession. It, it's easier now than it used to be. When I was, uh, when I was training with Mark Hall in the late '90s, he was getting ready for the International Valley Tudo Championship yeah. in uh, Brazil, and he goes, he goes, Matt, who's this Vanderlei Silva guy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't, wasn't as easy back then to uh to be able to break it down i had to explain that i've only seen pictures of him covered in blood from uh from other events but um 
you know, me and Ed have commented also, like as you were saying about your your interest in the sport and stuff. And last time we had you on for picks, and you you really broke it down well. And we've even talked behind the scenes about having you on other times just to talk about the events coming up. Oh, yeah. So this weekend, obviously. There's a huge show coming up, UFC 285 from T-Mobile in Vegas. Looks like we still got some time left before you get uh, you get to to doing some of your uh, your tie clinches out there. So let's uh, let's break down the card a little bit here and, and yeah. make some picks and tell us what you think. Um, it, Ed, I don't it's know a if pretty cool card. Yeah, it's a pretty good card. I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. Um, so re- just so for the sake of time, we usually start at the bottom of the card, but. The main event's oh, obviously fine. what's got got everybody's uh, attention. So, John Jones, Cyril Gunn, like all just off the top of the top of your head, or I you mean, know, not, you're you're so you're so cerebral about this stuff, though. Let me not even interrupt you. You go ahead and and do your thing because you do it well. I I have to give credit where I am not a big John Jones fan. I'm sorry. I, mm-hmm. I now I'm gonna make a few key a few key points. He truly is one of the best combat martial artists. Of all time. I mean, he's he's technically undefeated. He truly is undefeated. He's beat the who's who at light heavyweight. Dude's a monster. Mm. Can't, but a cheater is a cheater. I'm just going to say that. But, <laughs> again, you know, I'm you know i not going to dwell or uh, go off of what this man's done outside the cage. I don't watch the sport to know about what they did in their personal life. I watch the sport to see these athletes compete. Mm. Uh, in terms of this matchup, everyone's talking about how, oh, well, Cyril Gon's a natural heavyweight. You know, he's a big dude. He's been there with some of the best guys. The difference is, you know, yes, he's a super decorated Muay Thai champion. This guy's got kickboxing and insane Muay Thai for days. He's got devastating strikes. He's super fast. But John Jones has been here for a long, long time. He has seen it. He has done it. I I really think people aren't giving that much credit to him where, like, everyone just thinks, oh, like, this is his first real fight at heavyweight. I mean, not really. You know, most of the guys Jones has fought at light heavyweight have either moved up or have had fights at heavyweight. Uh, I truly think this is a way tougher fight for Cyril than people think. Mm -hmm. Uh, In terms of speed and athleticism, I don't think Jones is going to lose any of that. You know, uh, if you look at the embeddeds and you look at Countdown, he's definitely been training. He's definitely in shape. You know, I don't think he's calmed or toned that down in his time away at all. Uh, He's got the time and money to where if he wants to really make sure he's training with quality, he's going to train with quality. Uh, and again, back to experience, you know, everyone kept talking about like, oh, you know, I think Cyril Gon's going to be better because he learned from his wrestling mistakes with Francis Ngannou. Uh, sorry to discredit Francis. Francis Ngannou did not wrestle Cyril Gon. Mm-hmm. He picked up Cyril Gon and <laughs> slammed him down really hard. John Jones is a Greco-Roman champion in wrestling. Uh, you know, but I'm very grateful to have Dan here because Dan, gold medalist in wrestling, in, uh, in the uh, you know, gold medalist, bronze medalist in the Olympics, Greco-Roman base. And I'm telling you right now, I think Greco-Roman wrestling is the hardest style of wrestling to master Mm. because it's just such pure physical endurance and strength. Uh, And the fact that Jones has taken the proper time in moving up to heavyweight, I think it's going to be really a tough fight for Cyril. Um, Mm. I heard this rumor saying, oh, Cyril doesn't train at all unless he gets a fight. I don't think that's true. No. If you're a if you're a top five UFC heavyweight, you're training at all times. He was an interim champion. I mm. I don't think he does that. But John Jones did say something that caught my ear, and I I low key love it. He said Cyril Gon trains pretty, and that is a hundred percent true. And <laughs> what that means is, you know, he's got nice clothes. He's in a nice gym. He's got cameras always following him. He's always wearing super nice stuff. That's cool. 
but what is that really doing for him? Is that for his ego or to show fans like, oh, like I'm this big thing? You know, there's a lot of guys uh, out there that do that. There's an amateur fighter on my level that does that. And we all kind of make fun of him for it. Uh, you know, the biggest thing is no one cares. It doesn't matter how flashy you look. I don't really care about your shoes. I don't care about where you train. Uh, if you're training comfy and pretty, you're not going to fight ugly and scary. So that's just on him. I, I think it's going to be a really good fight. I, I see John Jones getting his hand raised. I think if it doesn't go all five rounds, I think uh, Jones will just wear him out with his wrestling and grappling, uh, either get a late TKO or maybe even sub him. Uh, but mm. I see it going John's way. Yeah, I mean, you took the words out of my mind, basically, when you talked about not being a huge Jones fan, but the respect and, and everything oh, yeah. about that. I've said that on the show several times. So I, I kind of I'm in pretty much agreement with you. Um, my only caveat to that is that while <coughs> Jones historically his biggest problems have been guys that are his size or mm -hmm. bigger. Um, when you look mm -hmm. at Gustafson one, when you look at uh, Reyes, when you look at Santos, Arguably his three toughest fights. He, he had an issue with Cormier for about two rounds uh, the second yeah. time they fought. But, you know, when you get in the big boys, when you get in the heavyweights, there's no forgiveness. And I think no. that, that might be the only difference is John has to be on it. You, you can't screw up. It takes no. one punch from a, a yeah. zero gone and you're you're wobbled and it's it's over. There's that's why heavyweight is such a different game than the other. I mean, it's, it, the weight class is, is 50 60 pounds, uh, you know, from yeah. from 206 to 266. So I, I think I'm, that's, I'm, that's the only thing there for me. Uh, go ahead, chime in. No, I, I agree with you completely. I'm actually very eager to see how he reacts to a true heavyweight punch. You know, this isn't mm -hmm. sparring. This isn't training. I want to see how he handles a four-ounce glove that's on a 270, 80-pound man after hydrating and eating trying to take your head off i i really you know i've never seen john get cracked or wobbled but again mm. it's heavyweight like yeah. these dudes don't hit light this there's no such thing as a light hitting heavyweight it's heavyweight you know he had some time uh he had some time to like settle into the to to his new body with this for the weight class and train and, and train with the weight on him you know he didn't rush into it he had like a good what is it, like a year he was away so yeah do you think that benefits him for for saturday I think it does. I mean, it, it's a few things. You know, when you take a long layoff and uh, you kind of tone down your training, your body does have time to catch up mm. uh, and kind of self-repair. Now, I don't know, though. You know, it's it's different because, again, Cyril Gaon's a natural heavyweight. But, you know, even though John Jones fighting at 205, John Jones is a big guy. You know, six foot yeah. four. You know, he had to be probably walking around maybe 225, 230 on an off day out of camp. Uh, I think in terms of his preparation, he checked all the boxes. Uh, you know, he really took eating into a big part of truly filling out his frame and size. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be major strength gains with all the, the weightlifting he's been doing. He's been doing a lot of Olympic weightlifting in terms of like high output, a lot of weight, short bursts, like, and that's kind of what you need at heavyweight. Um, there's not a handful of athletic heavyweights in the UFC. Cyril Gaon is one of them. Uh, in terms of athleticism, you know, he's, he's fast, he's got fancy footwork, but so does John Jones because John mm -hmm. Jones has all that in a smaller framing package at 205. Now he's just gotten bigger. I, I think, you know, I don't really see him missing a beat. I don't think his footwork's going to go away. I don't think his timing's going to go away. I think the first couple rounds may be a bit of a feeling out process, especially the first, 
But once he catches his groove and utilizes his jab and his reach, what's the reach advantage? I think, what does he have? Uh, like 40. Hold on, I was just on there. Matchup stats. Uh, his uh, leg reach is 45. And his reach yeah. eighty four point five versus eighty one inches. Well, that's gonna yeah. be that's gotta be a confidence boost in its own, knowing that he's going up a whole division and still not giving up reach. I mean, that he pops his jab, times mm-hmm. his distance, uh, you know, really manages his distance instead of you know, my bad, manages his distance and uh, works on his timing. I think it's gonna be a good fight for him. I, I think at heavyweight will be his new home. Uh, I hope so at least. You know, uh, I hear a lot of people saying if he loses one, he might retire. If he does, you know power to him he's he's done it all yeah. uh, there's always a time and place to walk away so we'll see either uh this is the start of another john jones era or it's uh changing in the garden yeah i don't think the weight's going to be the issue i think it's going to be the three years <coughs> away i think it's going to be being an older an older man in a in a younger man's sport now yeah um yeah you know i heard chael sonnen say it yesterday he went from being the youngest champion mm-hmm. in ufc history to the oldest title challenger currently in the ufc so, I mean, there, there's, there's that factor and, uh, you know, is he a step slower? He hasn't fought in three years, you know, I mean, there's, there's things that they, you know, and like I said, there's, there's no forgiveness at heavyweight, but, um, I think we're kind of all in agreement on, on basically how we potentially see that fight going. The co-main yeah. event that night, one of the female all-time greats continually building her resume, resume, Valentina Shevchenko takes on Tijuana's Ale- Alexa Grasso. Uh, former uh, Invicta champion. Um, I mean, I know how I see this fight going, but I'll, I'll let you go first, John. <laughs> no, no, I'm, yeah, I'm going to say exactly what you think I'm going to say. I'm sorry. I, I don't think there's a woman on this planet that can beat Valentina Shevchenko. I, I truly believe she is the best uh, women in um, – she's, she's the uh, – He's breaking up because yeah, he stepped you're, outside. You're breaking up for a second, so I'm gonna chime in, chime in when you get back into the gym. Yeah, I, I, I think Valentina handles this fight. I, I love Grasso. Uh, I think most uh, MMA fans do, but uh, Sorry about she's that. no problem. My but bad. she's, uh, I think she's in over her head here. I, I see her yeah, getting taken no. down and and basically done dirty with some elbows, crucifix, something like that. Uh, I can see it ending easily before the end of the second round uh tko or 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 a a kimura or something like that it's just crazy because i feel like people don't give valentina enough credit i i i love seeing footage of her training i mean she's she just beats the shit out of these dudes grown men and i don't know i i really think there's no one there's no one that will beat valentina i think valentina retires champion i think she stays champion alexa grasso has great boxing she's a tough chick I, I just think valentina gets this done she she has shown time and time and again anywhere you take the fight she's gonna be better than you uh, she's just she's an in, she's insane i swear to god she's a she's like a russian marvel superhero mm-hmm. or something she speaks like four languages you know is super good in, in gun combatics like i swear to god she's like the real life black widow it's, it's she, <laughs> yeah. i'm a fan yeah. for, i'm a fan for life i love valentina yeah, me too. Um, I mean, I think we're all on the same page as far as our picks go. Uh, really quick, yeah. just because the fights that are that are, um, you know, folks that that have been talked about a lot. Bo Nickel, Jamie Pickett versus Jamie Pickett. This is Bo Nickel's uh, UFC debut, and they have him yeah. uh, opening up the main card. I mean, what's your what's your take on him uh, on his first fight officially yeah. in the UFC? The three and zero. You know, 
I'll be honest, I was being a bit of a hater. Uh, I was like, you know, what, who is this guy? I never knew who he was. I'm like, who is this guy? Why is he getting such a big opportunity so fast? And then I was like, well, it's time to do some research on him. Uh, insanely accoladed wrestler. I, I think right now, best wrestler in the UFC, hands down. Um, the the titles he won, uh, I think he won a 2016, no, 2017, 18, and 19 NCAA titles back-to-back uh, for Penn State, which is a feather in its cap alone. And then, you know, you go and watch him fight. He went 2-0 as an amateur, and then he uh, had his pro debut, did well, uh, had his, you know, almost – real debut if you want to call it on contender series mm-hmm. uh and went through and went two and oh there and his very last fight on contender series i thought like oh shit he's actually getting a real guy this time yeah. uh, the guy he fought was no schlub and then he goes out there and just decimates him yeah. and then you know you kind of go through and see the training he's doing where he's at he, he has my respect um this guy has put in the time he's put in the work He's honestly a super cool human being. He's a super nice guy. I'm I'm a fan of him. Um, Bo Nickel, I think, is going to surprise a lot of people. Jamie Pickett is a tough test. Don't get me wrong. That's not an easy fight for your UFC debut. You know, Jamie Pickett's been in there. He's got a lot of experience. I just truly think the strength and the speed that is behind Bo Nickel's wrestling is going to get it done. I don't think there's anyone he can't take down. Um, you know, I know it's MMA. I know anything can happen. But, you know, the biggest thing I've been told is, like, what about knees up the middle, uppercuts up the middle, you know, showing those strikes, showing those shots. If they were going to do it, they've done it. You know, the easiest way to fight a wrestler is fight a wrestler, you know, a wrestler's way. Be mean. You got to be mean. So knees, mm-hmm. elbows up the middle, uh, timing, timing your shots, you know, really using, utilizing your hips. But I don't know. I think Jamie Pickett's a brawler. You know, I kind of think that's kind of why they, they uh, pick this fight for him. It's I don't want to call it a winning uh, – uh, a feeder fight. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to disrespect Pickett like mm-hmm. that. It's 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 a tough fight. Stylistically, it's a tough fight. I just think you know, if push comes to shove and Pickett gets wild, you give Bo you give Bo Nickel five seconds for a double leg. He's on his ass, and mm-hmm. from there, you know, he's uh, over in Happy Valley. Over uh, is he's at an ATT Happy Valley, which is you know, kind of I think it's like 20 30 minutes away from Penn State. And what he's planning on doing over there is basically paving the way for these elite level wrestlers to transition to MMA, which I don't know about you. I'm fucking terrified for that. It's it's really cool to see things he's doing. I think there's going to be a very big future for Bo Nickel. I really hope he stays at 185. Please God. Um, yeah. I'm super <laughs> excited. I think he beats Jamie Pickett, but again, it's 50, 50, you yeah. know uh, what? I think it was uh, Carlos Olberg when he fought Kennedy and Jukwe. Everyone counted Kennedy and Juke way out. Everyone thought Carlos Olberg is this big buff dude, super intimidating. He's Israel Adesanya's teammate. They assumed he was going to walk through and smoke uh, Kennedy and Jukwane. And then what happened? He went out there and he got starched right then and there. Doubters, silence. So uh, it's going to be a fun one. I'm super excited. I know Jeff Neal's on that card too. I'm a big fan of that one. Uh, I hate that he's fighting Shavkat Rachmanov. That guy's actually legit and super good. I'm, I'm team Jeff Neal all the way. However, if he gets taken down, I think I think Shopcott's going to do it. But Jeff Neal is just one of the best knockout artists to watch. I would love to see him versus uh, Jack Della Maddalena or Jack mm. Della Maddalena versus Vincente. Welterweight is fucking awesome right now. It's it's my favorite division right now. Yeah. Well, you break it down pretty good. I'll say about the Bo Nickel fight. Like you said, it's not a gimme fight, but 
the UFC wouldn't put that fight on the pay per view if they thought he was going to lose. Yeah, that, that's no. that's about the best way I can say it is is uh, for his debut in the UFC to be on a pay per view main card. They expect him to win. They expect to showcase him. So that should be a mm-hmm. hell of a fight. Jalen Turner oh, yeah. against uh, Matias Gamrot, another barn burner. Uh, Turner, you know, came out of Southern California uh, when I was covering some early events for. Uh, for some of the events at the commerce casino. And uh, I mean, he, from that point on, he's pretty much put on show after show in the UFC. So man, I think you broke it down as well as, as anybody could for the fights that uh, we talked about. Um, I see it's getting close to your training time. Do you have anything you want to throw out? Any sponsor names, any, any Twitter handles, yeah, anything you want to throw out? Just one more time. Uh, remind I mean, us, remind folks well, like where, when, where, and how to get there. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm fighting March 18th for Endo Fight Night. It's here in Temecula, California. Uh, it's at Dan Henderson's Athletic Fitness Center. It's at the gym, 27901 Jefferson Ave. Uh, I live here. That's how I know that address. <laughs> I'm here every day. Um, you can watch it on TKOTix.com. Uh, there's tickets for live fights in person. Uh, the main event is right there, walking through the door right there. So uh, we're super excited. I'm really excited to watch this fight. If you can't make it in person, TKOTix.com. We're doing a live stream. I'm the co-main event, so... You know, grab some popcorn and a beer. You got some time to wait on me. I'll have to find out who's doing play-by-play for your fights. I'll, I'll have mm-hmm. to have a chat with, chat with that company. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm planning on being there, uh, looking at tickets, uh, working on uh, working my way out there on, on March 18th, as uh, as I'm lucky enough to be right down the street from there as well. So, oh yeah. Um, again, John, thank you. Uh, co-main event is Kobe Cody Walton, March 18th. UFC this weekend, uh, March 4th, the return of John Jones. Uh, fans can check out the show at Combat Hour on Twitter, Coast to Coast Combat Hour on Instagram. Follow me, Matthew Hawkins, at MMAHawk21 on Twitter and Instagram. Follow Ed at Carbazal on Twitter, Carbeerzal on Instagram, Old Head Carb on Twitch, and you can always check out our show at allaccessmma.com. Check out allaccessmma.com for our video podcast, MMA stories, and MMA news. John, get to training, get to coaching. Have a great night, brother, and thank you for your time. I, I thank you guys so much. I'm serious. Every time you guys give me the opportunity to come on and talk here, I can't be more and more grateful. Uh, anytime, I love talking to you guys. Uh, I just, just thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. I really appreciate your support and giving me a voice to kind of speak on my journey coming up. So it means way more than you guys think. Uh, I, I cannot be, I thank you. That's all I can say is thank you from the bottom of my heart. Thank you for having me. Thank you, man. Good luck to you too. Thank you guys. I'll see y'all soon. See you. Have a good night. All right. Later guys. Bye.